And welcome to the Jewish Mother Me podcast. This is the podcast that brings you all the best bits about being a Jewish mother and why we believe every home should have one. You don't have to be Jewish. You don't have to be a mum. You don't have to be male. You don't have to be female. It doesn't really matter. We're three Jewish mothers and together we're going to bring you all the best bits and admit some of the worst bits about being a Jewish mother. My name's Angela Epstein. I'm Naomi Lopian. Hello. And I'm Lynn Dover. The three of us together have been friends for how long? Ever. We've been friends forever. We've got between us too many years of marriage, would you say? Quite a number of no, children. Not too many. <laughs> Just about the right amount, actually. <laughs> Hello, Jonathan. <laughs> yes, yeah. and uh, between us, we've got kids. Noemi, you've got grandchildren as well. Five, bless them. Oh, oh how lovely. wonderful. Um, and we have been mothered by Jewish mothers as well. So we're going to mother you, maybe even smother you, but bring you the best and we say the worst bits of being a Jewish mother. And hopefully some takeaway wisdom that you can then import into your life and make you feel better about the world out there. Um, this week, we're going to talk about an institution which I would say, would you say, Lynn, Lynn Noemi, is the very heartbeat of the Jewish woman's, Jewish mother's week. And that is? Definitely. It's Friday night dinner. It's what we spend the whole week um, aiming towards and hanging on for. That, that bre- bre- breath out and that sigh of relief as we finally get there. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people think of Friday Night Dinner as the comedy programme, don't they? They think of Jack Hay. I don't, do you watch Friday Night Dinner? No, I don't. Actually, no, I, no, I avoided it like the plague. So let's set the scene. Let's set the scene about Friday Night Dinner. OK, so forget everything you know about the comedy programme, OK? You hear, first of all, the rasp of a match... Then there's the dancing flames as we light the candles. I feel like we should have some Mills and Boom music here. And then um, we bless the candles over the candles. We say a blessing and we welcome in the Jewish Sabbath, don't we? We certainly do. And it goes from this extreme of opposites, from the frenzy of getting everything ready. An hour and a half beforehand, uh, my husband in particular shouts, because I'm always lastminute.com, He shouts, are you ready? Have you done this? Have you done that? There's like a whole checklist to go through because what we basically do is we get Friday night dinner ready all before the Sabbath starts together with Saturday lunch. So everything is prepared and ready. So there is a mad frenzy, including uh, physically getting dressed, looking nice. So there's a whole lot of preparations to do. Absolutely. And the thing is that... um, that like we say, you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy Friday night dinner. <laughs> There's something about, wouldn't you say, you know, when you go to somebody's house, I mean, it's lovely going out for Friday night dinner. And we want to tell you about why we think it would be great if you have a Friday night dinner in your house, because we really think that you would feel emboldened, enlivened, inspired and just feel better uh, after having had one I think personally and I know when I've been to either of your houses one of the things that you you can't that just knocks you sideways about Friday night dinner is the aroma it's that yeasty breath of fresh challah which is the the Jewish traditional plaited loaf it's the smell of warm chicken soup there's a lovely fresh laundered cloth on the table there's polished cutlery because it's the Sabbath we want everything to be at its best and this is the world of of Friday night dinner Um, and I I mean, at the heart of Friday night dinner is other people as well, wouldn't you say? Yes, I think it's a combination of um, that putting the uh, woes of the week behind you and sitting down to just, um, say, 
discuss the events in the news um, and to catch up with what your children have been up to during the week. And it's just a general sort of catch up meeting across a table with delicious food and alcohol, which always <laughs> helps oil the wheels. Um, and it's just a lovely, lovely institution that we can't live without. But some people would say, surely it's just a meal. I mean, what what's the difference between it being, I don't know, and, and if the weather would let us, we never can never plan for anything in this country, an alfresco barbecue supper or a, a Sunday roast. I mean, you know, all these things are lovely. These can be very convivial situations. So there's something about the timing, isn't there, of Friday night dinner? It it's is. The, the fact that it's it's Friday. You know, you you know. You it's almost about... like returning to your metaphysical mother. The Friday That's night. Posh. It's almost. <laughs> what um, does that mean? <laughs> um, it's almost like a mirror image of the mother in the Friday night. You have the physical nurture of the food, the alcohol. If you go out to friends or to your family, you are very warmly welcomed. You're embraced. It's a place where you really feel good, and like Lynn just said, where you leave your woes behind so it's it's being embraced by that warmth and it's also the the, the timing is obviously natural because it's mm. the gateway to the weekend and and you don't have to be um religious certainly amongst amongst jewish people to uh, to enjoy friday night dinner which is why we think every home should have one i'm going to flog that horse <laughs> repeatedly mm-hmm. um obviously friday night is the gateway to the weekend you know it's um it's this oasis in a stormy sea i'm feeling very i think today. It, i think i think that something very important um is the lack of um, mobile phones and technology that we have around mm. the table, those are put away as soon as we light the candles and don't come out till sunset on Saturday evening. So we have this, nat- well, it seems natural to us anyway, uh, digital detox um, for the, for those that whole day. But particularly on Friday night, it means nobody's watching the television, staring at their phones, looking at their iPads or whatever else uh, people tend to do to keep themselves entertained. So you actually talk to people. That, and, and that's marvellous. Yeah, that's, that's the key thing, is, isn't it? It's it's the talking. So, And and obviously, observant Jewish people will have this digital detox for 25 hours. Um, but even if that's not your thing, um, there is something special about Friday night dinner, isn't there? That that you'll get teenagers who might be going out afterwards to go clubbing. That they know their grandparents are coming. They'll they'll wait until they've had Friday night dinner. Why, why do you think? I mean, I was trying to work out why that was. Do you think there still is that respect? The 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 family is still has a high place within our immediate society. So there is that magic of being together with the different generations and being heard by the different generations. Probably quite unusual that uh, children and teenagers get so much airtime around adults that they that they can be heard within an adult conversation as well as their own. And it's quite magical to have that time because everyone is relaxed by then and uh, and you listen to each other. Although... It can, and I've been, <laughs> I have told Angela and Lynn yes. before, I have been the example, I've been the naughty girl, it's particularly... Recently. Under, <laughs> I'd like that. Um, if I can half the chance. Um, <laughs> under, the age, <laughs> under the age of 12, I used to get sent out because it was the end of the week, we were tired. If we didn't have guests and we didn't behave like we should do and we'd start squibbling with our siblings and me being the elders, I always should have known better. And uh, I frequently got into trouble by my I parents. can't believe that would be. I mean, Noemi, you're you know you're a former GP. You've got children. You've got grandchildren. You're making this admission now. Do you manage to stay at the table now? <laughs> Just about. Yeah, I think that's a universal thing. My father always used to say. 
to everybody uh, around the table. So, have you had a good week? And that was usually the trigger for some sort of um, um, falling out or somebody misbehaving because I had uh, I've got two younger brothers who both uh, sort of used to just. Um, you know, a bit like Friday night dinner, uh, put salt in each other's uh, drinks or kick each other under the table or things like that. And, and like Noemi said, Lovely. if you didn't have, well, that was, it was, yeah, they're all fine adults. Oh, they're standing they, adults now. One they of them's are. an accountant, so he could be, he must be okay. And the other one's a doctor. Oh, well, there family, you go. Well, every Jewish mother's dream, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, Even but, if he tried to poison everybody no, around he Friday didn't. night No, he didn't. No, that's the Friday night dinner, the television programme, rather than around uh, yeah. my family table. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, I think if you didn't have guests, it was the release valve for a lot of angst. And if you did have guests, it was an entertaining um, uh, meal where you uh, had to behave yourself. And we talk about. I mean, it's interesting that we talk about Friday night dinner. And the one thing we've. Not, I mean, we've we've sort of hinted at it, hinted about the smell of the chicken soup and stuff. But we've not really talked about the food. So I I just think maybe we should. What do you think? Talk about mm. what constitutes a Friday night dinner. I mean, we are three North Manchester working Jewish mums, and I would wager that our Friday night dinner has probably not varied itself a great deal in the many years. It might get a bit exotic here and there, or might there might be sort of interesting variations and sophisticated variations and things. But there's a template, isn't there, of the Friday uh, yeah, there night There is a dinner. template, and it depends what sort of a cook you are, how far <laughs> you vary from it. No, not rubbish. You can be a traditionalist, or you could be someone who uh, likes to try weird and variations mm, on a thing. Uh, she said, talking about, absolutely talking about herself, Lynn is an amazing cook. <laughs> I, thank I, you. We've eaten at her is. house, and we've yeah. had You're homemade bread yourself. served on bowls that she's made with oh. eggs that have been hatched from her chickens slash chicken I think there's only, well, there's one, only one now but uh, oh. yeah we used to I wish you a long life thank okay. you very much <laughs> <laughs> so so we're talking about what constitutes the dinner what what do you think is the key well, thing that is the non-variables the I think the non-variable probably for a lot of people is chicken soup and canadles um and uh, you and you tend to have a preference for canadles. Some people like them floating out of the pan and some canadles people like, like cannonballs. They? They're like little matzo-meal dumplings uh, that float about in your soup, but everyone has a slightly Mine different sink. recipe. <laughs> well, and, and you must... Well, yours can be cannonballs, but no, they're, they're chewy like and the they have the Titanic of the soup world. They're probably more light <laughs> gnocchi than... Uh, than um, uh, sort of light fluffy dumplings but that's your prerogative but the thing obviously. is that that do you, i mean do you have like a favorite part of the friday night dinner or do you, is it just for you is it just knowing that it's going to almost be the same sort of rap sheet every week well as you know i spent many of friday night till recently at my mother-in-law's who did friday night dinners she till the age passed away she did she? she did till the age of 94 and it's like she was still cooking it well wow. she had help cooking it but we would wow. all we would as a family my husband is the youngest of six and whichever siblings were there on a Friday they would all go to their mothers to say good Shabbos and they did that years ago after synagogue they would all wish their mother a good Shabbos and it was a wonderful scene really of of warmth and jubilation because the siblings enjoyed seeing each other and uh, we were I'm married to the baby, so I was the lucky one <laughs> who got to eat most Friday night dinners at my um, mother-in-law's. And I've for, forgotten what we said now. So, so she the was, standard... Yeah, she passed away when she was 94. So she was making Friday night dinner for how many years? This God. is a real Jewish mum. 
She was. She got married probably. At, she got married at twenty, so wow. seventy-four years. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a lot of chickens, isn't that's it? A that's a lot of chickens. That's a lot of chickens. And did she have a particular formula? Did she? Did she? She, keep she to did. The... We would start with fish, and but she had her special fish called a sweet sour place, which was the family's absolute favourite. But in the latter years, that was only served on special occasions. Oh, the sibling okay. came from abroad or special Jewish holidays. That didn't happen every Friday night. Anymore. But it's often, but it, it's quite a lengthy meal, isn't it? It's like, mm. it can be four courses. So, I mean, typically, typically you, you would start with something like, I mean, you know, the common denominator is something like a liver pate or some mashed egg and onion, which maybe doesn't sound that great when you say it like that, but it's sort of, you, you look With warm challah and a nice pickled cucumber. Yes, yeah. so you oh, can't, can't really you go You've got to have the pickled cucumber. Or gefilte fish. Or gefilte yeah. fish, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the chicken soup. Now, the chicken soup. Now, I don't know about you, but every Jewish mother thinks that chick- their chicken soup is the best. Mm-hmm. Do you not think so? And everybody's mm. chicken soup tastes different, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. and that. it's what your children grow up with. That's the real essence it's 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 their sort of it's in their veins almost so your classic jewish chicken soup would consist of what um i use a pressure cooker so Ooh. that's a bit different Ooh, that's already posh that's not really posh it's just practical okay it's very quick okay. and i like to because uh, you and you work full-time as well not quite full-time but it's busy okay um, and i um keep it I, I boil it boil vegetables and chicken carcasses up what vegetables do you put in uh, yours because everybody d- differs different. a little bit on oh, this carrot celery onion somebody That's once it. put a tomato in their chicken soup mm. i thought that was a crime against nature and some people put sweet potatoes in <laughs> what my yeah. sister adds cinnamon to hers <gasps> where does she live your sister <laughs> in jerusalem Israel. and she was brought up in munich is that like quite a continental touch because no, i've never I don't heard know. of I don't it like, i don't, I don't, I don't like it There's i think cinnamon right. and savory cooking in uh, okay so you've got so so basically what you do is you get a huge pan sort of the size of a jacuzzi or a hot tub yeah, easily, yeah? yeah. you 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 schlep it out of the cupboard every week you put in you dump in um some so you don't use chicken use like you use hens or chicken carcasses don't you because it sounds revolting old. but we put something called puppets in which are little chicken gizzards which are little nuggets of chicken which are oh delicious but okay. sound revolting no no but that, that sounds good they come from the neck don't they i think i have no idea no anatomically they don't where they, they don't come, come from, from i'd rather we're not, not know. we're not sure Sure. I thought puppets are stomachs. I've heard they're even lower than that. No? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any advance on a puppet? Most Matron. chickens are female, so I don't think they're uh, that well, much maybe, maybe it's a modern chicken. I don't maybe. know. <laughs> so, so you get, and then you get vegetables like, um, I put a whole onion in and carrot, celery, leeks. I don't know, Noemi, do you put anything else? Some people put dill yeah. and well, parsley. What my girls love to eat the celery, but I used to do celeriac. Oh. Celery is much easier to use mm-hmm. than celery yuck. And so, bas- yes. yeah, and then basically it sits there and it cooks for hours. Oh, well, if you've got a pressure cooker, it cooks for about oh, forty-five okay. minutes. Okay, <laughs> so so if you've got a pressure cooker, then you're not under pressure. I suppose that's the re- it's not the reason it's called a pressure yes. cooker. So it takes I the pressure th- out. Of- th- no, it cooks things <laughs> under high pressure so they cook quicker. Oh, okay, okay. So so you've got all that, and the thing is, it tastes different every week. In some ways, it's sort of, I mean, the thing is, I, I remember when why my mother, my late mother, who was a terrific Jewish mother and phenomenal cook and never had a single recipe in front of her. It all just seemed to appear. And to me, Friday started on Friday afternoon when I came home from school and she'd done lots of baking and it was all out on the Aww. morning room table. Aww. So she'd make scones and she'd make 
cakes and she'd make uh, kichels, which are a sort of like a, a tradi- well, it's an umbrella term for traditional Jewish biscuits. They can be jam rolls and they can be little hard biscuits um, and chicken soup as well. And she just used to chuck it all in together. There's um, a word for that, you know. What's that? It's shitterine. <laughs> Please. Which isn't actually rude. Uh, but my great grandmother, who we uh, might have mentioned previously, um, if you asked for a recipe, could never give you a recipe. So uh, you, when she said, oh, you just shitterine, which meant you just throw it in. Yeah. Just from a almost from a distance, handfuls. Do we know the German no shutten? Yeah. Oh, thank oh, you. Okay. Oh, throwing, you throw it in. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so, so, so there is a word for those sort of ad hoc, uh, natural freestyle cooks that uh, just do things by the handful. Well, there is an element of that, isn't there, with chicken soup? And it, yeah. the thing is, it's. I mean, we we have dietary laws which prevent us mixing dairy products and meat, so it's not a creamy soup. I know there are people who have sort of riffed on chicken soup and have gone off and made their own thing, but it's it's like a clear golden soup unless you cook it in the oven for hours, in which case it can go quite It's quite called the dark. golden yolk by some people. What does that mean? I presume it's like just the... Golden yolk. Go, golden yolk. Ah, Thank you, Noemi. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing the Eurovision Song Contest here. Um, and uh, we see we are influenced by our Jewish mothers who were themselves influenced by Jewish women who came here sort of at the turn of the century from Eastern Europe and, and further. Um, and so what happens is that this chicken soup it just tastes good whenever you're feeling down. And this is another reason why, even if you don't do anything from Friday night dinner, maybe look up a really traditional Jewish chicken soup recipe. Um, when my late mum had a very, very bad car accident several years ago, and she was lying out in high dependency, and she had broken a bone in her in her back and the back of her neck. And she, I mean, thank God she could walk again, but she was very, very compromised. And the only thing she could face eating for weeks was chicken soup and I used to bring it in a little flask and I used to make it fresh and then the same thing happened um, a year or so ago when a, a good friend of mine her husband was very very ill in hospital and she didn't have time to do it and you know you sort of want to do you want to feel you're doing something useful and mm. I, I just brought some some chicken soup round what about main course though what 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 do you love about main course for Friday night dinner chicken or we do the potato traditional potato cake which we call kugel which is um mm, delicious what's it called? grated potatoes with egg and some people add uh, flour onion. i try not to onion thank you mm. and salt and pepper and spice it up and it roasts in the oven but i don't want this podcast to finish without our lynn telling oh, us her oh special friday story because I'm what a big about? romantic at heart. Oh, right. and okay. I, want I think Noemi's tell... alluding to the fact that <laughs> Sorry my to husband, take away from the food. Um, before he was my husband, proposed to me over Friday night dinner. Oh. Um, and has How never cooked Friday night dinner since. Oh. I was lulled into a false sense of security. So what did he make for you? Um, just chicken soup and a chicken dinner. And, and he it made was, it all from scratch? Apparently so, yeah. Oh, wow. So and I that, know he's capable of it, although I haven't seen much evidence since. And how long have you been married for? Uh, 31 years. So you've probably made, I can't do the maths, um, but that's hundreds and hundreds of Friday night dinners. Yes. Um, and he's made one. Yeah. Has, has Danny made you any noise? Has he no. made you a Friday no. night dinner? No. But I think yeah, there is an element of, like I've also said previously, of my con- control freakishness. Uh, yeah. Not letting anybody in the kitchen. Here's the back. Me. Where do you want me to put the rod? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that, um, again, you know, don't feel overwhelmed or worried about uh, making Friday night dinner because it doesn't have to be the four-course masterpiece. True. It could just be the bowl of chicken soup, have some friends around, turn off the telly, turn off the um the mobile phones invite the you know i think the important thing is sitting around a table 
Yes, it's sitting around a table and being able to look around you and talk directly to people on their level rather than lounging around on a settee or or being in another room. Or, or on a tray just, on your knee or something. Yeah. I mean, we've all done it or we've just had the newspaper propped up against the bottle of ketchup. We have. Um, and, and this is it. The thing about I would say about the Friday night dinner is... It's something that you learn by trial and error rather than sort of magically just because you're a Jewish mother or a Jewish wife or just a Jewish person or even not Jewish. Um, you don't just magically learn it. It is a lot of trial and error. Um, I don't know about if you've had mistakes. I mean, um, when I first made Friday night dinner for my husband, it was the first one post honeymoon and it was a mitigated disaster. Um, I forgot to turn down the chicken and adding any liquid to the roasting pan. And I remember him trying to eat it. And I don't know if you've ever seen cats when they've had fur balls and they sort of, they go, <laughs> and they're trying. <laughs> and he said, he said, I literally, I, I, I know you've done really well. And all I've done is just, I'd taken some chicken and I dumped a tin of roast tomatoes over it and forgotten about it um, and we ended up eating what I'd prepared for lunch the following day for Friday night dinner um, I don't know were your early Friday nights mm, I didn't even cook at all my mum cooked for me because I hid under the umbrella of being at uni and I have to hold my of hands course. up because I see you both here and you were at uni and I'm sure you cooked no, but and you invited were a medical friends student I, I wasn't at university either yes. I think so um, yes. but you were no. juggling lots more I didn't um, feel capable <laughs> and when my twins were newborn and I came home from hospital came home hospital on the Thursday night and tried to make a Friday night dinner and even though people had helped it just never happened because those babas were crying and I couldn't be away from them so there was this pressure of performing a Friday night so um, which you sort of missed and was odd so it can it's sometimes difficult to always have that magic it depends on circumstances but you always yearn to bring it back and to go back to that equilibrium of your magical friday night because there is a real magic to it i know that when we've done uh, parties for example after weddings we celebrate for the young couple's wedding for seven nights i know on a friday night usually you don't have to think of entertainment because the Friday night sort of does its own entertaining. I think that's Can the you thing, because there's better? no expectation of anything. You know that the, the 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 key to the Friday night dinner, as as Lynn said, is sitting around the table. Like you say, Noemi, there's no entertainment. There's no electronic um, intervention. There's no digital um, distraction. It's just chatting, and that's why um, you know. We, I suppose what we want our takeaway wisdom this week is to say, just try it. You know, switch everything off. Make a pan of chicken soup. Have some people over, and just talk. And, and don't, don't even, forget your candles. And light the candles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, fl- the crack open the bottle of wine. Yes, yes. Oh, I was going definitely. to say, whiskey. <laughs> but didn't you say was it a friend of yours that had the disaster with the soup the first time yeah. she made Friday night she, dinner? She was uh, recently married. It seems to me you only make Friday night dinner after you're married, and that's absolutely <laughs> not the case. You can do it before, of course. But she thought she'd drain the vegetables out of her chicken soup, so she uh. put the colander in the sink and poured the whole soup down, down oh, the sink. Oh, no, like, no, All that, all that no. precious, precious, delicious golden ayoch had disappeared the down. The golden ayoch. <laughs> disappeared down the sink. The golden ayoch, yes, definitely. And if she ever listens to this, she'll know who and she is. And don't forget that in some houses also lots of singing goes on as well. And, and the more the night progresses, it can be the traditional songs that one sings on a Friday night. 
and then you can start singing any song that yes. you fancy. You get into a jolly mood, yeah. and that's also quite nice. And you wouldn't ordinarily do that any other night. And again, it's like Lynn said, you haven't got your devices, and you're all sort of together, and you might have had a drink or two. And it's it's the it's also the feeling of being you know totally relaxed. I think that's the thing. There's no deadline on that particular evening, and that's very powerful. There's nobody else if you will to please anymore or to do for and everything is done other, other and as well the yeah. food that we prepare is all prepared beforehand yeah so the hostess or the host who might have done the cooking has already done it so can sit at the table and participate mm. which is a huge advantage you're not sort of in the kitchen frying over the last whatever it is or or just popping something on in to boil bring to the boil it's all hot ready and ready to serve before the sabbath starts so it's um it's wonderful from yeah that point absolutely of view. it's not it's not like that scene from one of the bridget jones films where she's made blue soup and a burnt omelet and she's making it as the guests arrive yeah it's, no it's it doesn't have to be complicated i think you know like i say what we want to for you to take away this week is this is something that you can carry into your home and give you a real sense of warmth because we are the Jewish mothers who want to mother you and smother you and, and make you feel better and and just before we go I suppose we should talk about dessert as well I mean dessert is more of an open season isn't it yeah what it is. do you have a favorite dessert that you oh, make I like making pavlovas mm. oh, I like okay. eating them yeah, me too. I like <laughs> throwing them at people I like making any desserts <laughs> really really I love making desserts and uh, but you make quite fa- what we call fancy schmancy desserts well, don't yeah. you and pies and yep. proper but All that's the thing. Or Don Bleu dessert yeah, Not really. Yeah. yeah, but definitely. But you can, but again, sometimes what's also very nice is it's just very traditional. Uh, there isn't anything specifically Jewish. It could be just a slice of apple pie with a dollop of custard over mm. it. It could be a bowl of ice cream. It can be, I think the key is it's something that you've made beforehand that doesn't require fancy assembling, that doesn't require any kind of... And the other thing we haven't really mentioned is that the seasonal aspect of Friday night. So we bring uh, Shabbos or the Sabbath in early um, in the winter so on those cold dark winter's evenings we start early and we can literally spend the whole evening on Friday night dinner which is marvellous in the summer it's a little bit more rushed because we bring in the Sabbath quite a lot later so we all often can end up sort of still sitting around the table well after midnight mm. uh, still chewing the fat and, it, and, and so there is <laughs> a is. well not chewing the fat hopefully you've rendered the chewing fat the off but yes. <laughs> <laughs> the yes but it is very much and, and this is why i think what we're, 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 we're i suppose we're trying to sort of impress upon people that might fancy doing the friday night dinner there's nothing clever clever about it it's just it's a it's a tradition that's been in our culture for generations and Believe me, once you try it, you'll find it such a crux. It's a it's a review of the end of the week. You talk about things that have happened during the week. You can almost say to yourself, I need to sort of work that one out, but I'm going to park it till Friday night. Got mm. some friends coming over, make a big bowl or as we say in Yiddish shissel of mm-hmm. soup and we'll just we'll just go through it together and we'll we'll pick over it and the thing is because you're eating so much it doesn't matter how much you drink because the food gets it so they find it there so are no calories on Shabbos anyway <laughs> and like you said before it's enjoyed by all ages by both that's the magic about it every age enjoys the Friday night dinner for a variety of reasons absolutely uh, and every gen both genders as well but it's <laughs> so, also yeah. um earmarked it happens every week without fail i mean it's not optional no No. and i think that's the other thing that is 
quite important to us in that we know it's going to happen whether we like it or not so we've got to make the best of it we do and always always do it every friday and i have to admit when i was young i found that a pressure i found it really hard to get used to because I was probably brought up like a princess and didn't have to help at home. <laughs> and then when it was all left on for me, the room. <laughs> room, exactly, I wasn't a real princess, I imagine I am. It was overwhelming because it, it felt a lot. But um, as you do it repeatedly, like anything in life, it becomes easier and you learn the shortcuts and you learn not to put so much yes. pressure and expectations and you onto don't yourself. Have to, to, you don't have to do the full Monty every week No, either. You can do um, exactly. a little bit less or you could just have your own family around you or you can have guests in it. Very much. But it has a, a core um, sort of value and structure that you know is going to happen. Yes. Whatever. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the more you do it and the more your pals or your family or other people catch on, then they'll do it and they'll ask you back. And then you get these texts on a Sunday morning saying, or Saturday morning, whenever it is, saying, how did you make that thing that you made or whatever. I never tend to send Lynn those texts because I couldn't. <laughs> I don't even understand the words she uses when it comes to making her amazing desserts. Um, I'm more of a traditionalist. Um, but um, but we hope that we've 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 shown you through this podcast this week just how much there is to value about Friday Very night much. dinner. How much there is. To, so if you were going to give somebody one takeaway message, this week's takeaway wisdom about Friday night dinner always do it make earmark the time and make sure you do it every week so that the family know you're there on a friday night embrace it because i'm a true convert to friday night dinner it's real magic try it and also just remember friday night goes with you where you go you don't have to be at home i've done it on holiday on a veranda on paper plates it's the magic of friday night dinner the candles the soup you your friends and your family and you can make that magic everywhere so thanks so much for listening to this week's jewish mother me podcast from me angela noemi and lynn we hope you have a great week and we'll be with you soon bye-bye like saying cheers (laughs) to life goodbye